everybody, and welcome back for another episode of Spill the D. My name is Gina. I'm one of your hosts, and I'm joined virtually with my handsome co-host Rick. How you doing? I'm doing pretty good. I was gonna I was gonna jump right into the disclaimer for everybody. We are recording remotely for the first time since we started doing this together. So our audio might be a little bit weird. A little wonky. Yeah, but that's because we're not together right now. Hopefully it's barely noticeable and you can just disregard everything I just said. I feel like all podcasting is remote podcasting. Normally we're just remote in the same room. Maybe. I don't know. We're in different states right now. I'm away for work and we needed to get this episode in before we left for vacation. Yes. So that means that at night we're recording. Yeah. Post work, post everything. I say we're in different states as if I'm not only in Jersey. <laughs> One state as if I'm still super far from Pennsylvania. It sounds right? more dramatic if you just say different states, though. <sighs> My work sent me to a whole nother state. <laughs> you know what, though? Anyone who's not local to the Philadelphia area does not know how close Jersey actually is. True. It is very close. But I'm at, I'm like as far in Jersey as you can get. Mm. Just far enough that I'm staying overnight. So... Let's talk Disney. To get started, like I just said, we are in Disney World right now while you are listening to this episode. We have pre-recorded. We were ready to go so that we can go and enjoy the parks. If you are listening on the day the episode came out, we're on our rest day. But tomorrow, we will be in Epcot. Find us. Find us in Epcot. We got some some stuff to give out if you can find us. Then we have another rest day on Saturday. And then Sunday, we are in Hollywood Studios. Can't wait. Mm-hmm. And everything else of our trip would have already been finished. We were already in Disney for a few days by the time this episode comes out. Yeah. With that in mind, if you are a returning listener, first of all, thank you. But second of all, you will know that right now we usually have some news. Last week, because we had to pre-record, we had Bruce come on and give us some discounts. There is nothing this week. We're just going to go right into the fun. What you're here for. What you're here for. What are they here for this week? We are here to learn how to beat the Florida heat, which is huge because it is August right now, about as hot as it's going to get, even though I think it might be hotter in Pennsylvania this week than it's going to be in Florida. But Yeah, but like Florida, it's just a different kind of heat. Like That's true. It's tough. It's no matter how used to the heat you are, going to Florida is just a different animal. Especially for people who are coming from more Western states where they might not have humidity. I can't imagine never experiencing humidity in my life and then going to Disney World. Like, that has to feel like you're drowning. Yeah. If you have never experienced humidity, if you've never been to Florida in the summer, we have a list of our ways while you're in Walt Disney World to make the heat more bearable. I would love to say we can totally beat the heat, but Mm -hmm. I still sweat my butt off. Even in, like, December when I go, I still sweat sometimes. Yeah. January and February are my favorite. That's when it's, like, hoodie and shorts weather there. At night. <laughs> it's During the day, it's still kind of warm the sometimes. The humidity though. breaks. I feel yeah. like it's not as humid. So, yeah, it's definitely more of a, like, sun heat rather than a wet heat. Yeah. But when it's cold, it's also, like, a wet cold. When it's 50 degrees there, it's, like, wet cold. And like you just you feel weird when it's yeah. 50 degrees in Pennsylvania, it's cold, like it's bone cold. Yeah. 
I don't know. Florida is, um, it has a mind of its own. But yeah, so today we're going to take you guys through our favorite ways to beat the Florida heat. Obviously, this probably isn't all of them. If you guys have other ways that you like to beat the heat, let us know because we're always looking for ways to beat the heat. These are just ways that we recommend going about beating the heat if you're there and it's unbearably hot. Real quick, before we hop in, I am here to give you your friendly reminder that we are the official podcast of 407 and Beyond Vacation Co. 407 and Beyond is a travel agency that books and plans family vacations to destinations such as Walt Disney World, Universal Orlando, Disney Cruise Line, and so many more. It doesn't cost any extra to book with them. Their services are 100% free so that all you have to do is show up, have fun, and create those family memories. If you want to get started with them, you can get your free no obligation quote at www.407vacations.com. That's www.407vacations.com. And as always, that link is in the show notes. Cool. So what's number one? Let's dive right into it. All right. So, I mean, this one might be kind of an obvious one for people who go fairly often, but it's take breaks. And this does come in a lot of different ways. Um, We can start out one of the ways you can take a break is just go back to your resort for a little bit. That's one place you know there's going to be air conditioning. You can lay down in a comfortable bed, maybe take a shower if you need to. That's a good way to kind of break it up a little bit, take a nice cold shower. Just go back to your resort for a little bit. Relax, get out of the sun, stay in some air conditioning for a little bit. Yeah, and what does every Walt Disney World resort have? Pools. Swimming pools. With slides, a lot of them, all but the value resorts. Yeah. Going to the swimming pool in the middle of the day can be such a lifesaver when it comes to beating the heat in Disney. Even if you have children and you take them to the pool and you just relax in the shade for a little bit. Yeah. It it can make or break your trip. Yeah. And a lot of the pools, like, obviously there's going to be a lot of kids there, but I always manage to find a spot in the pools when we're there to just kind of be off to the side where no one's really going. Or maybe it's like kind of a dead spot where people aren't really doing a lot of activity and you can kind of just relax and be in the water for a little bit. Take a mental break, too. And with the pool, one thing that a lot of people like to do, like pride themselves that this is how they do their Disney vacations, is they will aim to do the parks in the morning and or the night. So they'll go in the morning when it's a little bit cooler, midday when it gets nice and hot and gross, they'll go back to the hotel. That's when they spend the afternoon at the pool. And then once it starts to cool down a little later at night, they'll head back to the park and they'll just enjoy the parks for the night again when it gets a little bit cooler because midday is definitely going to be the worst. There are many different types of people in Disney. Some people enjoy that. Rick and I do enjoy going morning to night in the parks, but I absolutely understand why that midday break could really make or break somebody's trip. So if you are not someone who cares about spending every second that they can in the park, if you are like, nope, my sanity is more important, (laughs) or I just, I enjoy the resort, I enjoy the pool, Absolutely. Don't be shy about leaving. And one of the perks of Disney resorts and being on Disney property is that transportation that Mm -hmm. if you need to go take a break in the middle of the day, you can leave your family and go do that. What your family's opinion on that is, that is a whole nother story. We can't help I know when my family goes, we have no problem if someone's like, I'm going to go take a break. Tell me what time to meet you for dinner. And then they come back later. Like, 
it definitely can make a difference for your trip, for your family's trip, for you and everyone around you. Take advantage of the fact that you can leave the park and come back if you need to. Don't feel like you have to stay the whole time because they're not going to let you back in because you are you are allowed back in if you leave. So don't feel like you have to be there. Yeah, don't feel like you have to be there the whole day. And in addition to that, we just talked to you all about taking breaks outside the parks. You can also take breaks in the parks. There are ways to relax while you're in Disney World. We did an entire series about ways to relax in each individual park. So you can go ahead and check that out. And we literally broke down which rides have air conditioning, which restaurants you'll get to sit at longer and have the comfiest seats, which rides have the comfiest seats. We broke down every single ride and attraction for you. To give you what we think are the best options for relaxing while you're in the park. Because sometimes, especially kids, they just need a 20-minute little sit down in the air conditioning. Yeah. And they just need to go see Philhar Magic. Not even just kids. You need it, too. Yeah, adults need it, too. But <laughs> but think about the kids who are, like, old enough that they're not napping anymore, but could probably use a nap in Disney. Yeah. But are like old enough, so they're like, I'm not a baby, I'm not napping. Yeah. Bring them in and stick them in front of the screen. Show them Philhar Magic for a little bit. Yeah. So just to break down ways to avoid the heat and take a somewhat break inside the park, anything air conditioning is going to be your friend when you are in Disney. And a really great thing about Walt Disney World, especially newer rides and attractions, is they are really making an effort to, if the ride is not inside, the line at least is. Yeah. A lot of the rides are indoor rides. I mean, there are barely any outdoor rides left at Hollywood Studios. I don't even know if there is one at Epcot. Test Track goes outside for a little bit. Um, no. No. They're all inside. Yeah. So they really do make an effort to keep everything inside. And a good chunk of the queues are also inside. Depending on where you're at. There are queues that are outside. Don't get me wrong. But most of them will at least bob and weave. And if they are outside, they usually have fans and they're shaded. They've made an effort to make the guests comfortable. So try and get in lines for rides where the ride is going to be in the air conditioning. Where the queue is going to be in the air conditioning. If you're getting tired because of the heat, waiting in a two-hour queue in the air conditioning is probably not going to do much for you. Because you're still standing. Yeah. But it could. Other places that have good air conditioning shows, like we just said, Epcot pretty much has nothing outside anymore. Hollywood Studios has a lot. A great one is the Frozen Show. The seats are fairly comfortable. They're like uh, normal cushioned seating. I don't even know how to do it. Like movie theater. uh, Yeah, like movie theater seating. It's a big building, air conditioned. There's bubbles. There's bubbles. There's bubbles. Uh, it's a great place to just sit and watch a show. And it's a decent length show, too. So mm-hmm. things Same like thing that, like the Muppet show, that one's yeah. air conditioned and the queue is air conditioned for the Muppet show. If the queue is going outside that show, the line's probably a little too long to be waiting. You must be there on a very busy day. Yeah. So that's uh, definitely a good one, too. Other shows are outside. Like they have Indiana Jones and Beauty and the Beast. Those are both outside. And yeah. although they're shaded and there are a chance to sit down. It's not the same as sitting in air conditioning, in my yeah. opinion. No, the air conditioning makes a huge difference. Mm-hmm. And the last thing that's air conditioned that we're going to talk about right now is the shops. Go and walk around the shops for a little bit. Check things out. Or cut through the shops. If you're on Main Street, you can get from one end to another walking through the Emporium. 
Yeah. That's a few minutes that you're going to be walking in the air conditioning rather than being in the heat of the sun. Walking right next to the shop doors, you'll get hit with that air conditioning once in a while. Uh-huh. Which I think sometimes might be nicer than actually being in the air conditioning the whole time. <laughs> that's interesting. Because you're not I, hit with the heat when you come out. Yeah, it's just it's like it's like, ooh, that's nice. Ooh, a little something, something. Yeah, just a little something to keep you going. Good Bob and we have never hurt anybody. <laughs> yeah. Like you kind of mentioned before with the shows, shows that are long and rides that are long are also gonna be one of your better bets. Specifically, I think one of the better new ones is the Star Wars rides, if you're into Star Wars at all, because the whole queue is air conditioning for the most part. The Millennium Falcon one, not as much, but Rise of the Resistance is mostly inside, and that's an incredibly long ride. Ooh, a good chunk of Rise of the Resistance is inside. You have to wait outside in the sun. You have just never had to because we either go at night or first thing in the morning. I feel like even the outside part's not that long, though. It's I think I feel like most of it is inside. Like there's there's obviously parts outside, but it's a decent bob and weave for the line. It's not the worst. It's kind of shaded. Well, anyway, the ride's like 20 minutes. Yeah. The the ride is that little bit that you will be in the sun in the line could definitely be worth it. Yeah. I just want to clarify, you will be in the sun though. You will be outside for a little bit if it's a normal long line. For a little bit, yeah. Yeah. But you're right. You're absolutely right. Pirates of the Caribbean, that was the first one that came to my mind. Yeah. That ride is a decent length of a ride. And the line is kind of decent. Um, yeah. Even if the line isn't long, most of it's air conditioned or at least under this like it's open sided, but they definitely pump like air or something through there because I've never really hot under there. Yeah. It's outside, but it's not outside. It's kind of like a pavilion. Yeah. And like I said, I'm never really hot under there. So that's good. But that was the first one that came to my mind. A nice long ride. Fair. You know what ride sucks when it's hot? What? And that I don't think anyone should go to? Big Thunder Mountain Road. <laughs> I was just thinking that. Oh, my gosh. It's the worst. That whole line yeah. is just hot and sticky and everything's touching you. And it's so close. Like, the part once you get under the awning and, like, are walking through the little store area yeah, that they once have. Once you're out of the sun. It's still like you're so close to people. You go yeah. from standing in the sun to standing on top of the people who are going the opposite way of you. Yeah. It's so warm. It's so gross. Not the best ride. When it it's is warm not out. the best for the heat. No, it is. It's disgusting. But there are, there are definitely some great ones. That is just not one of them. Yeah. Which is funny because Rick had added to this list roller coasters because, yay, a breeze. Yeah. Which I mean, it's obviously not, not like. It's obviously not a huge break from the heat. You're probably going to be outside for some of it. But, like, the breeze feels good sometimes. I somewhat agree. Space Mountain, you're in the air conditioning for most of the wait, and then you get the the breeze on your face from because it's an indoor coaster. It's air-conditioned breeze. But I would not – I personally, if I was that hot, would not go to Big Thunder Mountain just for the breeze when the ride is going. No, definitely, definitely not that one. I was thinking more along the lines of, like you said – like a rock and roller coaster mm-hmm. or something like that where it's indoors. If you have a lightning lane. 
Yeah. And can hop on Big Thunder Mountain. Absolutely. Totally worth it. Or you can yeah. hop on Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. You'll definitely yeah. get a nice breeze. Also, Seven Dwarfs, when you go into the part where it's in the mines while you're waiting in line, the air conditioning punches you in the face. The only issue is that's the last like 20 minutes of your wait. It's <laughs> you think you're there and then you just keep waiting. Yeah. It should be like you see the end. You're like, perfect. I should be there in a minute. Yeah. It's at least like 10 to 20 sometimes. Yeah. It's all about the lightning lanes. How many of those they got to send through? Yeah. So that one is a little iffy. Coasters if you plan it right. Not if you still have to wait in that terrible. Yeah. Hot, hot cues. Yeah. And indoor, like you said, indoor ones are perfect because you're indoor and you're getting that breeze from going fast. Okay. While we're talking about rides, water rides. Love water rides. Rapids. I love water rides. So do I. Splash Mountain. Rip. Rip. Collie River Rapids, I think, is one of the most underrated rides at Walt Disney World, but I will also ride a Rapids ride anywhere I go, so I'm a really bad example for that one. Yeah, Rapids rides are really fun. The only issue is afterwards, because you can potentially get so wet on them. Popeyes at Universal. Oh, Popeyes is one of the best. It's so good, but you walk off so wet. Yeah, that one is one of, if not the best that I've been on. That one is like, you will come off completely drenched. Yeah. I love that one. I don't know if there's any other rides at Walt Disney World anymore that I would consider like a water ride that would cool you off. Yeah, I mean, there was Splash Mountain. Um, I'm trying to think. (laughs) I mean, the old little mermaid show in hollywood studios got you wet but that's still not back so yeah you still like rain can't on count you. that one <laughs> yeah that one I'm trying to think pirates if you get hit with a cannonball <laughs> i was thinking that about frozen yeah kind of gets you a little bit but then it's just more of like an uncomfortable wet it's not like a cooled off whole body's wet kind of thing yeah it's a small world all right it's a small world it's not worth it. it's air conditioned and long I was trying to think of a good time recommendation so that the song's not stuck in your head all day or all night, but I can't think of one. What do you mean by time recommendation? Like go in the morning because then you'll have all day for other stuff to take over the space in your head, but it's invasive and it'll be in your head forever. That's amazing. (laughs) That's the best description of that song invasive invasive it is that is so funny Wait, that's that's hilarious that's the best description i can think of it's gonna be in your head all day or all night depending on when you ride it so just ride it whenever i guess if you really want the air conditioning the only other way i've ever seen invasive be used is when talking about surgeries so that's really funny Like, all I could think about was, like, oh, an invasive surgery. Oh, it's a small world. It's invasive on the brain. It is. <laughs> that is so funny. Okay. Yeah. Not many water rides left. Although, there is somewhere you can get water rides. And you, If you want to plan this into your vacation, going to the water park. If you're going to Walt Disney World in May, June, July, August, September, some of the best months to go to the water park, to spend the entire day in the Lazy River, to go ride those slides. Yeah. To go in the wave pools. Like, water parks are awesome disney has some great themed ones they have great themed kids areas fun fun water parks they are not extreme water parks 
Blizzard Beach is more than Typhoon Lagoon. They're not like what you're going to get if you go to Water Country USA, the one at Bush Gardens in Virginia. Like they're not those like big intense rides, but they are fun rides. They are family rides. They are good time. They are two brides, body slides, the whole shebang, just not as extreme as other water parks have them. Yeah. So back to the parks. The water parks are parks. Well, yeah, it's back to the the four main parks. If there is no water rides, which we've established, there's not really any besides the rapids. One thing you can look for because they're scattered around is splash pads. And my favorite one is actually in Animal Kingdom. There's that one, I forget, it's over by the rapids, right? By the gorilla, the gorilla encounter. No, it's not by a girl. It's by the Maharaja Jungle Track. Oh, that's what it is. Okay. And the only reason I remember that one is because we went there with Lily and she was playing in there for like an hour and she had the time of her life. We rode Kali River Rapids and she was too little a ride. My mom just stood with her while she played in this little fountain. It's not even a full splash pad. It's basically a fountain that comes off the wall and kids can run through it. Yeah. She was head to toe drenched, but that's why yeah. you bring extra outfits. Exactly. But like, that's a good one for like kids. If they're, if they're really warm and you don't want to go on our water ride with them, like, or they're too little for it. Yeah. Or they're too she little was only for two it. years old at the time. Go run through the, go run through this a few times. We'll, we'll hang out here for a little bit. I think there, there was like a fountain there too, though. Wasn't there where you can like, yeah, there's that bubble fountain that you can mm-hmm. touch and it's all funky looking and people will literally stick their heads under it. Yeah. As long so as you don't drink it, you're fine. Yeah, exactly. So that's a good one in Magic Kingdom over by the Barnstormer and the Circus Area, which I'm drawing a blank on what the actual name of it is. Circus uh, Area, that's perfect. Okay. <laughs> There's a splash pad over there. That's a pretty big one, actually. So it's technically considered New Fantasyland, but if you're going back there, it's called Storybook Circus. It's the Casey Jr. Splash and Soak Station. It's huge. It's so it fun. Is. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of area to play there. So that's a good one, especially for the kids again, because it's themed around like Dumbo and it's back near the Barnstormer, which is a roller coaster that smaller kids can ride. So that's a good place to go back there, too. And then the last one that we have is that actually over at Disney Springs, right outside Earl of Sandwich, there's a giant splash pad. It's huge. It's ginormous. And your kids can run around in it. You can run around it as an adult. No one's going to stop you as long as you're not being weird. And then cool off because it's a it's a really good one. Yeah. Disney Springs is a weird place for a splash pad, though, because like. What are you going to go into a store all wet? I guess if you're leaving. Or if you yeah. have kids who are bored, like if mom's shopping, dad can take the kids to the splash pad and let them yeah. run around for a little bit. Yeah, I guess. You know, and then like, okay, now let's leave. And then you get on a bus soaking wet. Because <laughs> that's just how again, things go. Change your clothes. Yeah. On top of the t- splash pad, all around Walt Disney World, there are mister stations where they're just shooting the mist at you. Like these, oh, these like, are the hands best. And mist. They're so nice because you end up like cool but not soaked. Yeah, the best is when you end up in line near one of these and it you stop at the perfect spot where you're just getting getting it all. It's my getting favorite. it all. You're just getting all of it. 
it's so funny because on, on like a cooler day there will be spaces throughout the line you're like why aren't people moving and then you realize that it's because they're stuck under the mister mm-hmm. and they're cold yeah and it's the opposite when it's hot out everyone's crowding under the mister <laughs> <laughs> right under it so there's um one in tomorrowland the tiki's in Adventureland. there's one by guardians at epcot there's fans with the misters like we just said throughout rides they're all over property so just take a look around keep your eyes peeled you might just find the misters to run through and cool yourself off a little bit yeah i noticed them a lot in animal kingdom in the outdoor queues that they have there they usually mm-hmm. have they usually have misters there usually have something for you mm-hmm. yeah it gets hot there it does it gets really it's warm so hot and if they don't have misters they usually at least have the fans or sometimes yeah. they'll have like one going and not the other yeah but like even just the fans make such a difference to mm-hmm. cool you off definitely all right moving on sit down meals and indoor dining or quick service pretty standard sit down is gonna give you probably an hour plus of time where you're just going to be in air conditioning, probably in a comfortable-ish seat, maybe, depending on where you end up. Yeah. Uh, Depending on where you end up, you might end up in a wooden chair, but you know what? That's more comfortable than the concrete you're going to be sitting on outside if you have to sit down. So so sit-down restaurants are great. Even, Even quick service, where there's a lot of places to sit down. What's that new one in Epcot? Connections Cafe. It's huge. Connections Cafe. That's a fantastic place, especially in Epcot, because it's massive. They have big booths that are super comfortable. They have food in there. They have drinks in there. And I like it's big a- booths, and I cannot lie. <laughs> so that one's good there. Magic Kingdom. Was it Cosmic Rays? Everybody's least favorite, but it is air-conditioned and inside. There's other Pico's Bills inside, too. But if you have Village House... Yeah, that one's okay, too. I think Cosmic Rays is the best, though, as far as air conditioning and just in general. Columbia Harbor House? Yeah. There's a yeah, lot of indoor. Too. So I, for, I forgot about Columbia Harbor House. That's a good one, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hollywood Studios, you have the Backlot Express, which is a pretty good one. That's a pretty open open spot to sit down and just kind of relax a little bit. So there's places for quick service. You don't want to do a full sit-down meal, but sit-down meals are obviously going to probably get you the most time. The most time in the air conditioning out of that heat. We like to do sit down meals in the middle of the day for lunch because that is when the park is going to be the most crowded and when it's going to be the most hot. So if you're going to do a sit down meal while you're in the park, lunch is perfect. And if you go for like a one or two o'clock lunch, it's a little later than when everybody else is trying to get it. So it's easier to get a reservation because you have all those people whose kids are on a schedule and eat at 12 every day and they're trying to make sure lunch is at 12. So going for that one or two o'clock. And again, it's when the park is the most crowded, that middle of the day heat wave that comes through. Yeah. And usually it's the hottest around one or two after the sun's been up for a little bit. Mm -hmm. So that is what I recommend. I'm going to speak for Rick. That's what he recommends. (laughs) All right. Rick's favorite tip right here. Rick's life motto. Pretty much. I think at this point, hydration is key that's all it comes down to plain and simple hydration and that's not just water that's electrolytes too so they power aid in the parks that's a great way to go about it even if you're just doing like a coke mixed in to just get some sugar so you're not just saturating your body with water 
I love water. I drink a lot of water, especially when we're at the parks, but I also mix in other things because you need to. So that's going to be huge. I think we mentioned it last week on the episode. Reusable water bottle mm-hmm. is going to be big for this. There's two weeks, two weeks ago. Two weeks ago now already. Time flies when you're going on vacation. <laughs> Time flies when you're pre-recording episodes. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, those are going to be huge because you can refill them at any water fountain. If you know where the good water fountains are, that's the way to go about it. They have some of the fountains that are like the uh, ones where you hold the water bottle up to it and it refills it automatically like that. They have some of those floating around. So if you can find those, that's a good place to refill. But just in general, uh, refilling your water bottle. It's a lot of the newer portions of the park. So like Galaxy's Edge is newer. That's a spot where you'll find the refillable water bottle stations. Disney yeah. also offers cups of water for free. You just need to ask at quick service locations if you can have a cup of water. And then you can refill your refillable bottle. Rick said about how they have Powerade in the park. You can get that with a meal. Mm-hmm. They do have that like in their soda fountains. You can also bring Powerade in. You can Disney lets you bring in food and beverages as long yeah. as they're not alcoholic and not glass bottles. So you can bring in Gatorade, Powerade. You can bring in the little stick packs of electrolytes. You can bring like the liquid IVs. You can bring those Yeah, we in. do the stick packs. It's great. Mm-hmm. Just pour them into your water bottle. You can do all of that. And I honestly think you will feel so much better. Even sometimes just getting that Powerade, it's the pick-me-up that I, I need to keep going. Because yep. you don't realize how much you're fading until you get some sugar in your system. And you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. Thanks. Okay, so the next one that we have feels a little bit obvious, but we have some examples of times in Disney where this can specifically work. So, enjoy the shade when you can. My prime example for this one is, if you were going to camp out for the parade anyway, try and camp out somewhere where you're going to be sitting in the shade waiting for the parade. There's not a crazy amount of spots, but there are some very good spots in the shade, especially on Main Street. There's also spots on Main Street where you'll feel the breeze from the stores if you sit in front of them. Yeah, you might get pulled into the want of having the castle in the background as the parade passes. If you don't need it, don't do it because you're going to be baking in the sun because there's no shade directly in that area where you would be standing. So if you don't need the castle in the background, maybe just hop off to the side somewhere else where there's where there is some shade. Liberty Square and Frontierland have some very nice spots that are that are shaded. So if you're going to camp out, you can sit in the shade and enjoy it. Yeah. And while you are sitting in the shade, enjoy those nice drinks with those electrolytes. Another thing you can enjoy while you're sitting in the shade that we do have on our list. It's at the bottom of the list, but I'm going to move it up right now just to talk about it. By the way, this list is in no particular order. It is just the way that our brains were working at the time. Yeah. Frozen drinks and snacks. So one of Rick's favorite things only in Disney is an icy. That is one of my favorite things anywhere in the world. I am known to run into 7-Eleven just to get a Slurpee. Rick only drinks them in Disney. I can't explain it. Can you explain it? They're different. It's not a Slurpee. It's an Icy. It just so different. Th- well, so the Slurpee has a lot of air in it. Like the Icy's that you get from like 7-Eleven. There's a lot of air in it. But like. Not like a Wawa's Icy. Nope. It's the same thing. Those machines, they just have a lot of air in them. The ones that they have in Disney, specifically the one I'm thinking of is over by Space Mountain. They have that one that's like uh, passion fruit something. Joffrey's um, they do different ones yeah it's, it might be over there um yeah. but that one is like 
it's ice. So it's like ice. It's basically just ice and sugar, but it's different. And I like that one specifically when I'm looking for a frozen snack. But every time I ask you if you want a Baja Blast, you tell me no. And that is the same texture. No. Yes, it is. It's different. I will die on this hill. The Baja Blast <laughs> texture is the same texture as the Icy's at Joffrey's. And if someone listening could please back me up, I'd really appreciate it. Whatever you say. Back up too, but I control the Instagram, so I'll never tell him. <laughs> He'll never admit I'm wrong. I'll admit you're wrong. No, I'll never admit I'm wrong. Other I'll options for frozen drinks and snacks. Obviously, you need a Mickey ice cream sandwich. Maybe a Mickey ice cream bar if you're feeling wild. Get over to uh, Main Street Ice Cream Parlor. Get some ice cream. Like I, There are so many different places in Disney to get ice cream. Mm. And I do think that on a really, really hot day, ice cream is refreshing in the moment. But then the dairy just kind of sits in you. And like you yeah. They also have those frozen like strawberry bars where it's like a fruit thing. Where they're like pure sugar, but delicious. You're forgetting the the most well-known and important one. Banana? Dole Whip. Oh, yeah, obviously. Dole Whip. I was thinking about the carts. <laughs> Dole Whip is so refreshing on a hot day. That's like the perfect medium of like something. Because like my issue with ice cream is I don't want chocolate or like anything like that when it's hot out. I want like fruit. And Dole Whip is perfect because it's that nice in between. It's like sherbet, where it's like almost an ice cream texture, but it's fruit flavored. I like it in the Dole Whip floats. So I'll go get the orange Dole Whip with the orange soda. And I just feel like it's so refreshing on a hot day. Yeah. And like you said, actually, you just kind of hinted at it. fruit. If you go get a fruit cup from somewhere, fruit is so hydrating. Melon yeah. is like one of the best things in heat. That's not my opinion. That's eating melon will hydrate you. <laughs> that, that's a fact. True. So all in all, enjoy the shade when you can. And when you can have a cool drink or a cool snack while you are waiting and enjoying that shade, do it. And it will definitely help you be the Florida heat. For sure. So everything else that we have on this list is packing list or things that you can wear to help you beat that Florida heat at Walt Disney World. Mm -hmm. First off, we have the fans. Love a fan. These can be the misting fans. These can be the ones that go around your neck and just kind of hang out there. The non-misting fans that you hold, although if you're going to hold a fan, it might as well mist. Well, like the Disney ones? Yeah. The big chunky ones? If you have a stroller, one of the ones that hooks onto the stroller is fantastic. Because then you don't have to hold anything and it can just go all day. I love when someone in my group has a fan. I personally hate carrying fans and I'm not mm -hmm. going to do it. But it is it's very helpful to avoid. I will steal your fan if you have one. I won't steal it. But like if you just want to give me a little spurt spurt if you got the, the mister one, I'm not uh -huh. going to say no. I'm going to be like, <laughs> yes, please. Right now. Shoot me in the face. <laughs> Another thing that I personally hate carrying, but people love them and they are so helpful are cooling towels. They work. They do. They really do. It's not the most fun thing to carry around all day, but they do work. And it's great because even if you're not using it as 
cooling necessarily or if it's like dried up on you. One of the big issues that I usually run into is my neck gets burnt. So when I do have stuff like that with me, I can put it on my neck and kind of protect it from the sun a little bit. You know what else can protect your neck that's on our list? What? Sunscreen. Boo. What? I think that's a good one. No, I know. I just don't like putting on sunscreen. It's tedious and annoying. Okay. Well, another option that is also on our list, um, even though sunscreen is great for your skin and you should be wearing it, is a hat. If you get a hat and wear it backwards, if you get a bucket hat, if you get a wide brim hat, very protective of your neck or just get a normal baseball cap and protect your face a little bit protect that nose from the sunburn big fan of hats big hat guy yeah i'm almost i'm almost always wearing a hat in disney unless it's like unbearably hot because then it, i just need as much breathing as i can get and then it might actually be worse to have the hat on but it does protect yeah. your face it's yeah like I do, it definitely, no it, right definitely it definitely does help with the sun on my face well, it helps too. You used to give yourself a one buzz cut, so like you had to wear a hat because you got burned. your hair is definitely helpful now. True. So you don't. My scalp is hair. like pale, pale where my hair is. I think everyone's is. I know, but like I'm used to my scalp not being pale from having a buzz cut. Are <laughs> you still looking bald? It's so funny. There's literally pictures of you and Disney from like years ago where the sun is hitting you just right that you look completely bald. Yeah. Because you always give yourself a fresh cut before the trips. Well, yeah, you have to. Yeah, they looked great. Mm. You just looked bald in photos. <laughs> <laughs> it's only some photos, but there is one. It's us and Epcot, and you yeah. look like bald, bald. I know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and sunglasses. Now, you're not really going to help that much with the heat. Personally, sunglasses make my face sweat, but I wear them anyway because they are good for your eyes and can help beat that Florida sun. Sun is hot in Florida. Yeah, I'm not the biggest fan of sunglasses, but I I wear them when I have to. You know what I saw, and I don't know if it's true or not? You're supposed to wear sunglasses if you have light eyes. Apparently, the color of your eyes makes a difference on the, like, protection. So if you have lighter colored eyes, you should be wearing sunglasses more often. It's a fun fact. Do you think it's real? I don't know. I really don't. Because, like... Dark colors attract the light. Yeah. And like the, I, I, the color of my eyes doesn't go over my pupils. It's supposed to be like for your vision, I'm assuming. Yeah, I don't know. I have a little bit darker eyes, so it's not really. You don't something. have dark eyes. I have kind of dark eyes. Your eyes are green. That's dark. They're like green blue. You don't think I have dark eyes? No. You think you have dark eyes? I don't know. They're not brown, but they're not blue. Yeah, they're green. They're like a light green. Okay. Well, I, maybe I need sunglasses then. I'm just baffled. You think you have dark eyes. I wouldn't consider myself having light eyes. I don't know. I don't know. Do you think I have dark eyes? Yeah, you have green eyes. Yeah, but like you think my green eyes are dark? They're not light. I'm so confused. Okay. <laughs> I mean, if, if that's how you see it, I I guess. Yeah, I guess it could go either way. I just never considered green dark. I always considered myself having like light eyes. 
Okay, whatever. It's not that important. <laughs> it has very minimal to do with our Walt Disney World topic. I'm just so, so baffled right now. All right. Speaking of light, moving on to our next thing on our list. And this one for me personally is huge because I'm a big sweater. Lightweight clothing. I either try to have tank tops or like the dry fit kind of material if I'm wearing a t-shirt because I want the least amount of thickness to my clothes as possible. Oh, I completely agree with that. Looser clothes are going to be a little bit better because they're not going to be touching you. And the other thing too is colors do matter no matter how thin or lightweight your clothing is if you're wearing a dark color clothing it's going to attract the sun and you're just generally going to be warmer but yeah clothing in general is huge as far as staying cool yeah light clothing makes such a difference that's something to consider if maybe you're buying disney clothes before you go if you're buying like tank tops and like off etsy and stuff like that look at the label look and see what company makes them and how heavy that they are because that makes such a difference it might even be just a matter of sizing up wearing your clothes a little bit bigger if you normally wear a large maybe getting an extra large like that little bit can make a difference yeah because it's not touching you which is so nice i know a lot of women wear dresses in disney nice and breezy clothes are gonna make all the difference yeah definitely also Breezy shoes. Yeah, this one's kind of a weird one because you don't really think about shoes as being breathable, but you can definitely feel the difference between a light breathable shoe and a heavy shoe. Yeah, my new running shoes are not breathable and I hate them so much. (laughs) So like I sometimes I'm fine, but like if I run and it's even like a little bit warm, it's so gross. So if you test your shoes out, see how breathable they are in the heat while you're at home. And that makes a really big difference. And Make sure that they're not super tight on you because, like, if your feet swell from the heat. Also, it rains every day in Disney. So, especially in the summer months, which is the the time of year we're talking about for this these episodes. So, Tiva's – what's the other brand? Chacos? Chico? I have no idea. Chacos? I think it's Chacos. They are sandals that have support like a sneaker does. Okay could be really helpful first of all because they're breathable your feet are not confined to socks and shoes but also yeah. if it rains you're fine and if you go on the water rides or you go through a mister run through the splash pad you're not walking around with wet shoes all day and you get to actually cool off so those are really nice i love my tevas in disney i feel like i look like a dork wearing them mm-hmm. but you say a little bit <laughs> i think it's other areas they're very common no one wears them in the northeast though no Nobody around us wears them, but so many people are wearing them in Disney that I'm like, okay, either we are all on the same page of we're going for comfort over style, or these are popular other places. Yeah, or everybody that you see in them is just a lifeguard Disney. Could be that. That's why I started wearing them. (laughs) Could be. All right. There's something here on this list that you always have to make sure you're wearing. What is it? Deodorant? Yeah. (laughs) Don't be afraid to throw that in your bag and bring it with you. Doesn't really help with the heat all that much. Well, we're talking we're just talking about like conquering the heat, beating the heat, and that includes the people around you helping make their time more enjoyable. And sometimes deodorant will help that. <laughs> so don't be shy about throwing that in your park bag. Never yeah. hurts to reapply. And the last thing we're gonna talk about is actually your park bag. 
Yeah, this is actually why I use a fanny pack in the park and not a bag. Pick your bag carefully because your back is going to be very warm if you're carrying a backpack around all day, which is one of the reasons that the lounge flies are very good because the straps are very thin, but also comfortable. And the back, the bag doesn't touch you as much as other bags do, but like a normal backpack is going to be a problem if you're wearing that in the middle of August. So be careful about what you're wearing and what you're packing your things in. That's why I wear a fanny pack because I just have that one strap and then the fanny pack sits on my hip and I I don't have to worry about too much touching me. Yeah. Make sure that the straps that are on your bag are breathable. If they are touching you, make sure that just make sure everything is breathable and lightweight. And that, that does carry over to your backpack. Yep. Some bags are really cute and you put them on and they sit perfectly on your back and it's thick on your shoulders and it's disgusting. Mm-hmm. I also don't like bringing bags into Disney that do not have a side pocket, whether that be for my water bottle or for my phone. Lounge flies, it fits my phone. But if I'm bringing in a full backpack, I will not bring in my Jansport because my Jansport does not have a pouch on the side to put a water bottle or a phone or whatever. Yeah. Having a spot to put that stuff on the side is very important to me. And as far as using that spot for beating the heat, it's the perfect spot to slide your water bottle so that you always have access to it. So that's something to consider when picking your park bag. Yep. Like Rick said, fanny packs don't touch you. Although some fanny packs are huge. Make sure you pick the right size. Yeah, make sure you pick a regular size fanny pack. How big is your fanny? I lied. That wasn't the last one. I got to talk it up. I really do. I got so many messages. You do every week, so. Every week, I got so many messages after the packing the park bag episode that I'm like, all right, I should probably contact them for a endorsement right now because or for a sponsorship <laughs> right now because I'm going to talk about body glide again. You will chafe even more than normal in the heat, especially if you don't normally wear shorts and you're wearing shorts. If you're taking the advice that I gave and wearing a dress, you're probably going to chafe. Be prepared for that. Bring body glide, bring whatever anti-chafing rub you have. Yeah. Whatever you need to help your legs when they rub together while you walk. Not just legs either. Especially in the heat, you will find yourself chafing all over that you never have before. People's yeah. feet chafe, their armpits chafe. If you're wearing a tank top, you might yeah. get like rash under your armpit from chafing. Like all of these places, this can be avoided with body glide or whatever anti-chafing cream you use. And my solution for if you do, if that you get like a heat rash, if you get some kind of rash from the rubbing and the chafing, baby ointment, diaper rash cream, just some kind of baby lotion, the like good, the good stuff will get rid of that overnight. You'll be fine by the morning. There you go. Pro tip. Had thick thighs my whole life, people. I got you. <laughs> That's our entire list. That is our whole list for ways to beat the Walt Disney World Florida heat. Yeah, and like we said, there's probably other things that you guys can think of. If you have ideas that we didn't mention that you think are relevant and should have been mentioned, feel free to reach out to us on Instagram or threads. Threads? What what are our are things on those again? At Spill the D Podcast. Is that on both of them? Yes. Okay, so we are at Spill the D Podcast on threads and on Instagram. And this is why I'm not going to tell you if anyone messages us to say that you were right. <laughs> if threads or Instagram isn't your vibe, you can always 
email us spill the d podcast at gmail.com spill the d pod at gmail.com spill the d pod at gmail.com i'm i'm trying you're doing great keep going <laughs> you're, you're crushing it i'm loving it keep going you're doing great sweetie <laughs> but yeah as always thank you guys so much for listening we really do appreciate you coming back week in and week out and especially for bearing with with us the past few weeks with our lack of news this week with our remote recording hopefully everything goes well in post-production but i'm not 100 sure we'll find <laughs> um, out so Rip hopefully it all goes well during if post-production not, if not we apologize but we do appreciate you guys coming back week after week it means a lot to us and we appreciate every single one of you and you. until next time and maybe on thursday we will see you at the castle Let's do it. Let's do it.